All right, what is up, my beautiful people? It is Coach Sam of BUDU Podcast. And I have an amazing guest today, special guest, Dr. Elijah Nichols. He founded 100 Black Trans Men in 2023 with the vision of bringing together leaders who could impact the current global climate by building up other Black transgender men. Dr. Elijah is an author, actor, and trans advocate. Living a life of conscious driven decision making, he has a passion for helping others see their light and live their best life. Welcome to Be You Do You podcast, Dr. Elijah Nichols. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's going amazing, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. For your guests who don't know me, I'm Dr. Elijah Nicholas. My name, my pronouns are he, him, and his. And I'm excited to be here today. We are excited to have you. So let's dive into this interview. So you have been doing some awesome things out there. I follow you on social media. You're always on a flight somewhere. So (laughs) can you let us know what you have going on recently with the 100 Trans Men, which you founded in 2023? How has that experience been? So it's been absolutely amazing. I just came back literally last night from an amazing conference. It's a business conference. And I had the opportunity to be on a panel with some other enterprise leaders and small business owners. And uh, we basically talked about inclusion in the workplace and a whole bunch of stuff around the workplace inclusion. And I had the opportunity to share the vision and the mission of 100 Black Trans Men, which is to empower, equip, and elevate the voices, visibility, and representation of Black transgender men specifically. Let me tell you, Sam, this program is changing the game for us, for Black transgender men. And as you said, I created the organization to impact the global climate that we live in now. And so we have a mentoring program, we have, which consists of three phases. There's a mindset phase, a leadership phase. And then the final phase is the elevation and access phase, where we want to help bridge the gap between our Black trans men in the corporate space, in politics, and faith-based organizations. So yeah, we're doing some amazing things. Yeah, I see you out there. I, um, Like I said, I follow you on uh, social media and I saw a young gentleman who actually had his artwork printed on a beer can or with a beer company. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. That's Amari, Amari Leach. He's one of our mentees in the Seattle area. He landed an opportunity to share his artwork on this beer can. And now that is like something that is forever. So his legacy it will live on forever. Like that is something that is imprint on the beer can and he has made trans story by doing that. And so it's things like that, that we, you know, we we bring some amazing guys together and it is a great source of community as well, because many of us don't have for various reasons, we don't have close friends and family. And so it's been an amazing opportunity to bring black trans men together who are leaders in there respective communities and in their own right. Many are entrepreneurs, many are leading their their own organizations. So it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it, it made my heart smile, man. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for all that you're doing out there and what you're contributing to the world. We definitely need your light. I heard you mention mindset. That's mm-hmm. what stood out when you were just talking to me. How important is mindset and how has that played in your journey mm-hmm. as a transgender man? 
Yeah, mindset is critically important. And that's why I wanted to start the first phase of the 100 Black Trans Men Mentoring Program with mindset. We spent 60 days where we talked about nothing but mindset and making sure that we got on a collective front and that we began the journey or continued the journey to understanding our worth and understanding our value and understanding the great contributions that our ancestors have not only made, but that we're making in the progress. And so for me, mindset has been critical, right? It is the reason that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. You know, I started meditating intentionally a couple of years ago. And I say intentionally because, you know, we can meditate and we can pray, but if we don't pray with intention, it can delay where we're going. We'll get there, but it, it can delay it, right? And so mindset has just been a critical component of my journey and of the success that I have right now, because many of the things that are coming to fruition now, I saw five years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago, and I saw these things in my mind. 100 Black Trans Men was created, my mindset, out of a thought, out of a vision. Yeah. And being able to see these things come to fruition is just a, an absolute blessing. Yeah, yeah. I feel you 100% on that. I can definitely relate. That's how my life has been constantly transpiring because now I'm intentional. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that when I was younger, because you're never not creating, right? It's like you're consciously or unconsciously. And I realized back in my 20s because I didn't really know the power of prayer, the power of meditation, the power mm-hmm. of intentionality. I was still yes. creating, but probably not the stuff that I wanted. Right, right. So now because I've gotten older and I'm mm -hmm. more intentional and I'm on my own spiritual healing journey, I noticed that when you're intentional about what you want to create, it's good Mm -hmm. stuff. Like it's it's absolutely mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because when you said that, it made me think of the fact that like the universe doesn't differentiate between yes and no. So whatever thoughts we have is what manifests. Right. So when we're intentional about our thoughts, those intentional things manifest as what comes to fruition. And at the same time, when we're unintentional or oblivious to what we're thinking, those things too come to fruition. Right. Yeah. And so intention is key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned intention and the mindset. What advice would you give to an individual, specifically transgender man, because that's the um, demographic that you serve. Let's say they want to start on the path of personal development because that's that's a big thing with entrepreneurs and career working individuals. What's some advice that you would give to help them start out? Oh, of course, the first advice I'm going to give is to reach out to us at 100 Black Trans Men <laughs> so we can help you. So we can help guide you to help yeah. get you to where you want to be. And I, you know, I I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but you know, Sam, it really is the truth because we all need mentors. And that's another reason that I started 100 Black Trans Men is because I didn't see myself when I was transitioning. And so it's important in the personal development phase, as you begin to write, as you begin to journal and think about the things that you want to do, identify someone who is doing it. Now, for me, I will say that the people that I was blessed enough to identify and also they agreed to help mentor me, they weren't necessarily, they're not transgender. 
And so that's one piece of advice that I would give after you call 100 Black Trans Men. You know, we go go toot the horn, all right? But keep tuning it like Hey, keep tuning it. Um, hey, we need spaces like this, for sure. Yeah, but but after after you do that, begin to identify people that you admire, people that are doing what it is you want to do and get the courage to begin a journey of reaching out. If you can't reach them, if it's someone like Oprah Winfrey, Steve Harvey, those are my YouTube mentors. Let me tell you, I can't wait till I meet them because I'm going to interview both of them one day on my talk show. I already know it. I've seen it a million times. And they are my mentors online, right? Mm -hmm. And so listen to the success stories of people who are where you want to be. Because there is a recipe. Like there is a recipe for success. Steve Harvey talks about it all the time. And so as you listen to it over and 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 over again, the principles, the recipes, the steps to success uh, for your specific journey, begin to write down your steps. What do the steps look like for you? Not completely mimicking their recipe, but creating and defining your own recipe. So as a Black trans man, uh, one of the disadvantages we have is that there are not a lot of us who are visible, right? And that's okay, because again, you can find someone who's not necessarily a part of the trans community. Um, but now we do have, we have people like us, like you, like the show, the, the Be You Do You podcast, like listen to the stories of the, listen to the interviews, get those things ingrained in you. And you know what, separate yourself from people who are not on your path and on your journey. Sometimes it's a painful process, but the reality is you're going to come to a crossroad. We all come to crossroads every couple of years, every couple of months when we have to, I like to say, do a friend inventory, do a friendship inventory, a family inventory. And is your circle really on the same vibration and frequency that you're on? And meaning, are they moving in the same direction and at the same speed that you are? And if they aren't, that's okay. You can move faster than them or you may be moving slower than them, but do an inventory, do an assessment. And then, um, create your plan for me. I believe we should all have not only annual plans and vision boards and all that, that pretty stuff, but write it down, like write it down and revisit it every quarter, like once a quarter, revisit what you want to do. I would say, believe it too. You got to believe what you pray for. And then you also have to be willing to take the action because without the action, you can't get the results or even start to see any type of progress. Absolutely. Action is key. Actions key. key. Yeah. That's what I've had to learn. You mentioned about taking inventory of your circle, making sure their vibration matches yours. How has that been for you? Have you had to let some people go out of your life? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And what I find is um, for me, it seems like it's a kind of ebb and flow, but more of a circle. I say a circle for the people who are in my life, not necessarily for a season, but for a lifetime, but it may appear that they come in and out of my life in seasons, right? And I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned and grown to appreciate is that the people that are in my circle today are in my circle and I'm in their circle for a very specific reason at this time. 
what I had challenges with in the past is actually when it's time to let go mm. of those relationships. Yeah. I, I don't like I don't like to let go. I like to just hold on, hold on. as long yeah. as I can. Yeah. But as I grow and become wiser, I'm realizing that the individuals who are here forever, they flow in and out. And I flow in and out of their lives and it's okay. Mm. Right. And so now that I'm learning that it's easier for me to understand the pause when it takes place. Cause it's really not a pause because, you know, energy is always flowing. We're always flowing and our energies may go in different directions at time. But if you know about energy, you know, it all, it all comes back together. Back together right? right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I appreciate that perspective because sometimes I feel like the people that have been in my life forever, of course, I'd like to have more contact with them. But like you said, all of our energies are all over, you know, and mm -hmm. when we do come together, we, we come together and it's all love. Mm -hmm. We've all been elevating and, and doing our own thing. So I appreciate that perspective because sometimes I get a little down about my folks like, hey, where y'all at? You haven't reached out. I haven't heard from you. But yeah. I get it. With relationships, I often see you post pictures of you and your mom. Yes. And you share that you guys hadn't always had that close relationship. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that in the community, if you come out lesbian or gay, it seems to be more easier for parents to grow and accept that. But it's mm -hmm. almost like when you tell your parents your transition, it's like, it's almost like death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. For many, it is. That's a great observation. For me, it was just the opposite, though. Like my first coming out, if you will, at 14 at the kitchen table when I came in and my mom had the Bible sitting in the, the center of the table was the dark kitchen room. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and, wow. you know, it was in that moment that my mom asked me if I like girls. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so to put it in context, my mom has always been my best friend. Like, I think I came out the womb. We were like BFFs when I came out the womb, right? And so in that moment, I was like, do I lie to my mom? Do I tell my mom the truth? What do I do? And because of our connection, I told her the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, I left that table honestly feeling like, what's the point, right? Because she spoke to me at that time from the space that she was in, the vibration that she was in, that we were in, coming up in Southern Baptist Church, you know, church every Sunday, Bible study, Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday, so yep. You know, so she <laughs> spoke to me from that lens, right? So in the next couple of years, we had some tumultuous times, right? Because mm -hmm. she was teaching and speaking to me from the space that she was in. However, that also became the catalyst for having not a smooth, but a easier uh, conversation when I came out as trans, right? The hardest part for my mom was that she was losing a little girl, right? Her only little girl. And so that was the hardest part. And I tell you, when I sit here now and think back to our conversation, which was painful for both of us at the time, I don't want to minimize that. It was painful for both of us at the time. But when I think about it in this moment, it was a quantum leap experience for both of us. Mm. And I say that because we got through that now in hindsight, which seems like very fast in comparison to many families who are like still go through it years later. Some people never talk to their families. So while it was a challenging time, 
my second coming out, if you will, and keep that. When I just said second coming, you might see something coming out pretty soon about that. Like oh, maybe, okay, okay. maybe might be a short film being written about it or something like that. Okay. But when I think about that, we both had evolved in conscious so much. And then a new level of our relationship began. And now, Sam, my mother is my biggest advocate. She is my ally. She is my friend. She is like, she'll correct somebody else on my pronouns now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know that we agreed to this experience before we came to the earth, right? And so now I'm in a, a different space of understanding that this is not just my journey. This is everybody around me. This is everybody's journey. And I do believe that we all agree to have this journey together and grow in our respective ways before we even came to this this physical body. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. And that was a pretty powerful share. And I thank you for being open and vulnerable with that because I understand that not everybody's experience is like that. I'm going through something similar with my own mom. And so that just gives me faith that it is possible mm -hmm. and while i'm meeting her where she's at i have to keep going absolutely absolutely because you're leading the train if you stop my the train stops you that just gave me chills that's yeah. good yeah like you're leading the train and in the the conversations that i've had with you i know you lead with love and so as you continue to lead with love I promise you that train will eventually, that ride is going to become smooth. I just, I believe and know that for you and for your family. I'm just crazy enough to believe that you'll never go wrong in love. Exactly. Never. Yeah, as hard as sometimes I want to be, I'm a softie, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can go ahead and cry. Yet. You can go ahead and cry. We'll cry on the podcast. And I'll notice that right. later, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed because that's literally all we have is love. It, it just, it's yeah. too much energy to hate and argue and go back and forth like that's my life mission is you know help others be their best selves see the light in themselves how god yeah. created them how god sees them so yes. yeah 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 you mentioned film yes movies you recently yes. did a short film you directed it or yeah so i'm actually in the process of directing a film now it's called second coming we can go ahead and talk about that now it's called Second Coming. There's an, another film that, that is being, is shelved right now. So we may revisit it. But the one that I'm actually finished writing it now and I'll be directing it. I'm so excited about it. And much of it is written based on the stories that I've shared with you today. It's um, nonfiction. I mean, it's a fiction. It's a fictional story with a little bit of nonfiction mixed in there. So it's it's pretty much my story and also sharing or mixing in stories of other trans and non-binary siblings that I've, you know, the experiences that we've had. And my goal is to really just share our stories on screen because our stories are not being told. And so I have the opportunity, the capacity and the capability to do this. I just know and believe that it's a game changer for us yeah. and for the world. I just, I'm crazy enough to believe that. <laughs> it's not It's not only that, you know, we're, we're not seeing ourselves on TV and other spaces. It's like other people are telling our stories. And I don't know how mm -hmm. many times I've heard people try to tell my story and then they clump us all together. And it's like, wait a minute, that's yeah. not everyone's experience. 
Right. That's not how right. I think. That's not what I believe. So where's yes. all of this coming from? So how do we change that? Is it just like you said, putting ourselves out there and, mm-hmm. and sharing our stories? Absolutely. Yeah, putting ourselves out there, sharing our stories and yeah. exposing ourselves while exposing the world to mm. our stories, right? The truth always prevails and the truth is relative at the same time, <laughs> right? It always prevails and it's always relative. So who better to tell our stories than us, right? And in order for us to tell our stories, that means we have to be vulnerable in sharing our truth. I want to pause and say I don't discount or discredit anyone who lives stealth because we tell our stories also for our stealth brothers who choose to live stealth, right? There's Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with living stealth. And that is another message that I hope to convey in the stories that I write and the stories that I tell is to let the world know, like, you probably have met a trans person. You just didn't know, didn't know. they were trans, <laughs> right? Now, for my so, listeners, yeah. not not to interrupt you, but real quick, no, for, for the listeners that may not know what stealth is, can you explain mm-hmm. what that is? Absolutely. Stealth is when a person transitions from one gender to another gender, changes his or her or their name their complete identity, and they live their affirmed gender and their affirmed sex. And they live life as if the former life is non-existent. And many people don't even know if a person is stealth and they you know, navigate life not identifying as a transgender person, but identifying as a man or identifying as a woman. And that's, that's how they, that was my plan, Sam, actually. Mm-hmm. When I transitioned, but clearly that, yeah, that didn't pan out. That was my plan. That was, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, I, I'm going to keep it real. That was my plan too. And I used to tell my wife all the time, like, I don't, I don't want to have to share that part. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, but that's a part of who you are. And don't be ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, that, that's been a process for me too. Like even talking about my past name and things like that, mm-hmm. I'm not triggered anymore by it. But again, it was a process for me learning mm-hmm. to embrace and love all of me, the past, yes. the present and the future. And I'm like, ask myself when I created Be You, Do You, how can you tell people to be you, do you, but you want to hide certain parts? Yes. Yes. It's been wild, but I too, I too, I didn't want to have to share that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, and see, so even you creating Be You, Do You was a part of your relevatory journey yeah right you creating that is like it allowed you to get to this point now where not only are you living out and proud now you're sharing your story and the stories of others right so i just believe that every part of our journey every single part is relative right that's why i have no regrets like i have zero regrets Mm -hmm. only let only lessons Lessons. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. We had some church today. We, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to attend tomorrow. No, I, yeah. I'm going to go because that's You're what like, keeps no, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, but speaking about faith, yes. are you a man of faith and how does that help you on your, your journey? Absolutely. So I absolutely am a man of faith. I am a licensed and ordained minister. What? With my church. Yeah, I'm a I'm actually a former pastor. I was affirmed as an apostle in 2017. Quick story, that was actually the beginning of my trans journey. 
I was affirmed as an apostle. I remember the moment the lady, the other apostle, she prayed on my head, and I literally heard a voice say, "It is finished." And I was like, I looked around. Yeah, I got I chills like, again, man. What? Listen, no, me seriously. too. I said, first of all, I was like, you know, it's literally when she put the oil on her finger and was doing the clouds on my head. I literally was like, did y'all hear that? Like, I know I cannot be. It was a whisper, but it was so loud. And I was like, okay, I'm tripping. I don't know what is so. I had no idea what it meant, right, in the moment. Yeah. And it was at our our uh, biannual revival that we used to have. And I was like, okay, so I tell you, that was August 31st, 2017. And within six months, Sean, all of the ministries were closed because we had like a, a whole, my former wife and I had a fellowship. Like we had churches in Africa, all around the United States. The ministry was closed. My former wife and I were separated, which ultimately ended in divorce. And I had started hormone replacement therapy. Mm. I was like, it is finished. That is what that meant, yeah. right? And so the other thing that was finished was my limitation to Christ. You know, one of the reasons that I could no longer pastor in the capacity that I was pastoring in is because I began to question and I began to say, God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this. And I, I started expanding beyond the box, right? And so that led me to the spiritual community that I'm at now, Spirit and Truth, okay. here in uh, in Georgia, in Atlanta, Decatur, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so that began my journey to understanding there's more paths to Christ. And it really began my Christ consciousness journey more so than anything, right? Yes. Living a life of Christ consciousness and not limiting it, limiting it to the man Christ, but a mindset of Christ consciousness. And so Yes, I'm a man of faith. It's not a traditional faith, and it's a lovely and beautiful space, very free space to be in, and I'm constantly yes. evolving. Yes, yes. So what would be your advice to the young men of trans experience coming up? You know, a lot of us leave the church mm-hmm. because we feel rejected and we feel like mm-hmm. we don't belong, and mm-hmm. we often stray away, not realizing that it's not God. It's, it's more of the people. So how mm-hmm. would you advise someone to, you know, maybe get back into that, to that space? Mm-hmm. So I would echo something that my pastor D.E. always says, and he says that religion tells you what to think. Spirituality tells you how to think, right? Mm-hmm. How to think, not what to think, but how to think. And how to think is like, that's infinite, right? How we think. And the how comes from our internal yearning, from our internal self, from our internal soul. So it's really nothing wrong with walking away, in my opinion, from the church. So as you walk away, or if you walked away, begin to listen to your internal self, because your internal voice will never lead you astray, right? And know that, begin to have the courage to know that everything you've ever been taught, this is a very scary space. Everything you've ever been taught is a lie. It's a lie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you've ever been taught and trying to unlearn that can be a very uncomfortable space. Allow the discomfort and allow yourself to unlearn and allow your inner voice to come forth. Because let me tell you, 
I believe and know that our trans experience is such an elevated consciousness experience. And I also believe that we have come to the earth at this time to help expand the consciousness of the collective. And so if you are have embraced your trans journey, the next step is to now embrace yourself and listen to your inner self because your higher self is what pulled you forth and from the religion and from the confines really of your family. Right. Your higher self is from from the the systems. Yeah. So that gave me chills too. So listen to your higher self and allow your higher self to continue to pull you forward. And it's okay. Know that it's okay to unlearn everything you've ever learned. And then create your space, create your space, create your own religion, create whatever it is spirit is calling you for to do because you set out to do that before you even took this physical body. This physical body. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was another sermon. That's literally where I'm at in life. My own experience with working with a life coach. Like I thought I was going to him for answers, but the Mm -hmm. answers were already within me and he Mm -hmm. just helped pull that out of me. And so that's how mm. Be You, Do You even got established. That's how this podcast got established. That's how mm-hmm. my merchandise came about. That's how I got back and reconnected to my spirituality. Like mm-hmm. I literally had to unlearn everything that I thought I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had to recreate new beliefs, new mm-hmm. value systems that worked for my internal being. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know that what you're talking about is truth. Because mm-hmm. I'm experiencing it now as a man of trans experience. I don't hide who I am anymore. You either like it or you don't, but mm-hmm. I'm not arguing with you about it. Period. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, oh my God, just talking yeah. to you and just being able to connect with other like minded individuals, even in the trans space. It seems like everyone is like now on this uh, higher conscious of living and, and learning, like really breaking out of these systems and chains that society has put on us mm-hmm. to keep us Absolutely. in control. Yeah, it's breakout for real. Yeah, and, and, and it feels and, so and good. It feels, it feels good. so good. And that's the, the good is what we have to focus on, Sam, because, you know, you just made me think about this, like the breakout is real. Like, and I see people literally like breaking out physically. Yes. And like when we see things like I just saw come across my timeline bill that was passed HB something, I can't remember, in uh, North Carolina about the gender affirming care for our youth, right? For kids, yeah. For kids. When we see, I think we're up to now over 429, 430 trans bills this year alone, right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But see, when we see those things, that is an attempt to distort, to block, to prevent the breakout. Yes. That is, when you think about it from a a, a collective perspective and a colonialist perspective, Mm -hmm. that is an attempt to prevent the breakout. And that just came to me. I promise you, I just got that. When you said breakout, literally, it jumped out at me. And so that is why I think it's important for us 
continue to focus on the good, continue to focus on the love. And then also from a foundational and structural perspective, we have to get our mindset on a uh, collective front. And when I say collective front, I'm not just talking about the LGBTQIA plus community. All of us, every human being, and specifically every group that has ever been marginalized, specifically in the United States, this is the time for us to unite and squash all that stuff. If we do that, if we, that is the test. If we can do that, Mm -hmm. and we saw it during the civil rights movement, so we can do it. Oh yeah, If we do this, Mm -hmm. if we, and do it in the name of love, all this stuff is going to shift. And I believe that's where we're at. We're at that culmination now yeah. where spirit is saying, are y'all finally going to come together? Are y'all finally Are you getting it? Together? Are you waking up? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's it. They are waking, waking that's up. That's it right there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's what it's it, about. Bro. Are you awakened? Are you, it takes me back to the whole matrix. Mm, I'll just you know? do a, a Baptist shout right here, right? I'm just falling. <laughs> no, I, you know, like I said, I, that's what I've been um reaching is that uh, awakening is just something in me that's like if we come together as a collective like you said and unite we can definitely shift everything yes because the media these bills society is based off of uh, it's fear-based if i can get you fearful if i can get you all riled up if i can Mm -hmm. get you emotionally out of control if i can get your emotions and then i can get your mind because your mind Mm -hmm. don't know nothing except for what you tell it Come on, now that will preach. You know what I'm saying? And so, and that is what I want to bring forth to, like you said, not just the transgender community, but the community as a, all of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. realize what they're trying to do with the news, social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? You know, sometimes people are amazed when I tell them, I don't even have a TV in my house. We don't, don't even watch it. TV. What's the point? <laughs> That's the stuff, like you said, your mind knows nothing unless you tell it. Yeah. When people say, did you hear so-and-so? No, I didn't. No. Because I, honest, I don't I want that stuff in my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's right. really, protect. that's protecting your spirit, protecting your mind. Right? Yeah. Man, this is good stuff, Sam. We could talk for hours, huh? Yeah, we can. But <laughs> I don't want to keep you long because I know you said you want to hit your workout. So before we end, where can people find you? Yes. So. ElijahNicholas.com is my personal website where you can find information about my book, Madoodle, which we have to have a part two so we can talk about Madoodle. Yes. Um, but that's my, my family and children's book. And you can order it from my website, ElijahNicholas.com and find out a whole bunch of stuff about me. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn, it's Elijah Nicholas, comma, DBA. So that's Dr. Elijah Nicholas. And Dr. Elijah Nicholas on all social media platforms. And I want to give out the uh, website for 100 Black Trans Men. And it's just what it is, 100, the number 100blacktransmen.com. And on IG, it's 100 Black Trans Men. So we are always welcoming donations. No dollar amount is too small. And I just thank you for having me today, Sam. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful and refreshing. Likewise, I thank you for your time. And I will definitely make sure to drop all of your information in this episode as well. And you know what? I might even post it live because I feel like everyone needs to hear this conversation. Yeah. And until next time, you know who it is, Sam B. Do You Podcast. Peace and blessings. <laughs> <laughs>